Are you interested in learning more about how to start your Salesforce career? Be sure to register for our next live webinar showing you exactly how the Salesforce Career Development Program works, our latest statistics, and up-to-date information about what's going on in the Salesforce ecosystem. To register now, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash live. That's talentstacker.com forward slash L-I-V-E. We look forward to seeing you on the next live webinar. So coming from a background as a stay-at-home mom, making no income, and then having this opportunity to now have a career where I can still be home with my kids, it's just completely changed my life. And I'm forever thankful for this program. Hi, I'm Anita Smith. I'm Bradley Rice. And And you're you're listening listening to to the Salesforce Salesforce for Everyone podcast. podcast. In today's show, three stay-at-home moms share how they've succeeded in launching new Salesforce careers and what helped them make their decisions. I don't know if this is like real, is this legit? But you know, I'd had a great experience with everything I learned through ChooseFI and I knew they wouldn't point me wrong. Between ChooseFI and Talent Stacker, it has changed our life. Also, this might be the first podcast episode ever that Bradley gets a wee bit misty-eyed. You don't have to give up your kids to go back to work. You don't have to give up your life to go back to work. You can have both. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Salesforce for Everyone podcast. In this week's episode, we have some special guests, and I think you're going to be really impressed. I am really excited for this episode because it has a lot of, I think, meaning in my life and sort of what my focus was when I made a lot of career decisions. And that is really around stay-at-home parents transitioning back into the workforce. So I'm really excited for this one, like I said. And with me today, as usual, is Anita Smith to dive in on this topic. So how's it going, Anita? It's going really well. And I am cracking up with the shirt you're wearing right now. I know you guys can't see it. So Bradley, I'm going to put you on the spot. It's a shirt of a cat and he has like a what a baby like yeah it's like a cat and a baby carrier it's a super normal shirt i think a lot of people wear this right well no i dare you to wear it at the next meetup the next five or ten meetups i will will gladly wear it (laughs) at the next meetup everyone is a witness here bradley is gonna be wearing this cat shirt at the next few meetups (laughs) for reference we had a your favorite pet uh this is kind of funny because it kind of correlates with this episode a little bit I'll, i'll try to make it correlate we had a cat-themed birthday party for my daughter when she turned two. And so everyone had to wear like these ridiculous cat shirts. And yeah, so it, it looks very much like the cat that I actually own. But uh, enough about my shirt. I think we, we actually have an episode to do, right? Yes. Focus. Let's introduce our panelists. First up is Brandy O'Brien. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Brad and Anita. It's so great to be here. I am a member of the Talent Stacker program, and I transitioned from being a stay-at-home mom of five years last year. And I have three kids ranging from one to five, so my life is very busy. I also, for some reason, have three dogs, because as if three kids was not enough. Our house is very hectic, but very wonderful. And yeah, I love the flexibility that Salesforce offers, and I'm happy to talk about that today. Oh, that's awesome. I can't wait to dig into that. And I wanted to introduce our next panelist, Audrey Dye, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's awesome to be here and, you know, help other people who hopefully are following in the same footsteps. I am transitioning back into the working world after nine years away, and I work as a consultant, and I have been working for about 
two months now. I like Brandy have three kiddos, nine, seven, and five, and a couple dogs and a small hobby farm. So sounds like everybody's a busy parent too. So we have chickens and busy doing life, all of the things. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. You have chickens? Okay. I, I want to discuss this more, but <laughs> I, I let me introduce our, our third guest, Akemi Ono. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. I'm very, very excited. And I have been, I had been the stay-at-home mom for seven years. So I quit my job whenever my son was born. And that was like eight years ago. And I waited until like he started school, elementary school. And actually, we moved from Japan to the US a year ago. So that's, I have one son compared to everyone having like... <laughs> three, but I'm not as busy as other people. But yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Whoa, you moved from Japan? I mean, that's, yes. that's pretty incredible. <laughs> Sorry if you said it already, but where are you located now? We live near Denver, Colorado. Nice. Well, welcome, everyone. Really grateful for you to come on the show. So first things first, can you guys walk me through what was going through your mind as one, you're thinking of going back to work, and then two, how you landed on Salesforce. And let's see, Akemi, would you like to go first? Yeah, so I had a long career break. And so whenever I decided to go back to work, which was, you know, we moved to the US and my son started elementary school, I just didn't know what I want to do because having like seven year break, it's like, I can't really use my job experience I had in Japan and the country is different too. So I just feel like I, I was lost because I didn't know what I want to do. I didn't have the experience that I can use to find a job. So I was trying to look for it, something I want to do, but I couldn't for a while. And around that time, my husband found a podcast, which was featuring you, Anita Smith. <laughs> And I thought like, oh, I can give it a try. But at the beginning, I was suspicious because I, I don't know if I, it could get me a job. Plus, like I was worried about my English. English is my second language, so I don't speak perfectly. And I wasn't really sure if any company wants to hire me. But finding Talent Stalker was like a game changer for me. So yeah, thanks. English is my first language and you speak better than I do. So <laughs> don't feel bad. That's amazing. Um, and the podcast she's referring to is Choose FI. My episode is episode 297. Bradley's on there somewhere. I don't know what his episode number is. <laughs> it's unimportant. <laughs> uh, all right. Brandy, would you like to take a swing at that question? Yes. I think like a lot of people, I also heard about the Talent Stagger program from the Choose FI podcast as well. And when I first heard it, I thought, holy cow, this is such a great opportunity. But I actually texted my brother and sent it to him. And I said, hey, this is such a great opportunity for you. I don't think it's right for my life right now because I was seven months pregnant. I had a one and a half year old and a four year old at the time. So I was thinking, of course, I have too much going on. This isn't feasible for me. But as I started researching it more and watching actually Brad's videos and, and went back to Brad's episode on the Choose If I podcast, I found out wow, maybe this is for me. Maybe it could be possible. So I jumped into the five-day challenge, joined Talent Stacker, 
like I said, I was seven months pregnant when this happened. So I took a little break in between when I had my baby. And then a month later, started back on trailhead, got certified, and I had a job. Even though I had a baby in the middle of that time, it still took me six months or less to land my job. And it was within the salary that you guys say, that sixty to 80000 for your first role. So coming from a background as a stay-at-home mom, making no income, and then having this opportunity to now have a career that has completely changed my life, where I can still be home with my kids. I can still you know, take them to the park in the middle of the day. I can still take them to the trampoline park and take them to school, pick them up, all those kinds of things while having this incredible career. And not only that, but it's changed my life in other ways. Like my husband was able to quit his job that he hated and starting his own company. So now he's home as well too. So it's just completely changed my life and I'm forever thankful for this program. Oh my God, that's amazing. All right. First thing first, for those of you who don't know what Trailhead is, it is a free learning platform that Salesforce actually created. So totally free, takes you about a minute or two to sign up. It's open to anyone who's interested in learning more about Salesforce. Two, did your brother end up getting a role in the Salesforce ecosystem? My brother didn't. He listened to the podcast and he just but he didn't, didn't take join action. Stacker, right? <laughs> no. Drop the ball there. And I think that's a huge lesson too. Like taking action in what you learn about is huge. And as long as you do something, your life can change so much. Wow. That was really incredible. Sorry, Audrey. <laughs> you have to follow that. <laughs> I know, right? Well, it's funny because I reached out to Brandy when I just was starting Talent Stacker because I saw that she was a stay at home mom. And I was like, is this really something I can do. And she was super sweet and encouraging. She's like, you've got this. You know, this was kind of my story. And so it's really fun to actually connect with her officially here because she was definitely an inspiration to my journey. And our journey sounds somewhat similar. I was out of the workforce for nine years and my husband works in the medical field. He's a physical therapist and he manages several clinics. And um, we live in Oklahoma in the area. And when you manage and treat, that really translates to you treat for 40 hours and you manage for another 15 to 20 hours. And it was just getting to the point after like 13 years that it was just too much. And I wasn't sure, like I had looked at a lot of different options as far as pivoting back to the workforce, but I needed something that worked with his schedule. And I needed something that, you know, was like not going back to my prior career, I didn't make a lot of money and it wouldn't have been worth it. Cause like I said, we have three kids and we did a hybrid homeschool program for them. And so we, I just needed something that was substantial. So I like them found out about Talent Stacker through the Choose FI program and was like, I don't know if this is like real, is this legit? Like, is this something I can do? And that's why I reached out to Brandy partially, but you know, I'd had a great experience with everything I learned through Choose FI and I knew they wouldn't point me wrong or point their listeners wrong. So we hesitated and were a little nervous to spend the money, but jumped in and I got my certification and I think it was like four months and had a job by the end of six months and was just shocked. Honestly, even my husband too, who he hires physical therapists who go to school for seven years and have, you know, 200000 dollars worth of debt coming out of grad school, I make more than he did coming out of grad school with that kind of debt and what he pays his therapist now when he hires them. So we're excited. He actually this week is transitioning out of management because I am working now and he's just going to work part-time 
Um, and he's going to be a lot more involved in our kids' lives. And that has been, like Brandy like said, between Choose FI and Talent Stacker, it has changed our life. This is unreal. I mean, I knew we were going to have fun on this episode. And like, I knew that this was going to be exciting to talk about the life-changing aspect of going from being a stay-at-home parent to moving into being a tech professional. But this is wild, right? Like, there's three themes. I've like been taking notes as you guys talk. And trust me, I'm like truly baffled. But community, lifestyle design, and families. Like, I knew that families would come up because clearly that's a big part of your lives because you made a decision to stay at home with your children. And I'm sure that was not an easy decision. As you've mentioned, like you had careers and you had other things outside of family. And and now all of a sudden something, there was a catalyst in your life that said, my priorities have shifted. Now this is my number one and I need to focus on this. And I just think that is so compelling. But what I did not expect was to hear how much it's impacted the overall like structure of your family and the freedom. And I think what I'm noticing is you guys are really taking action. Like you're taking action in, yes, getting a Salesforce job, but also taking action and continuing forward. Like we're not done. Now that we have this job, our spouses are going to be able to have more freedom because of that. And we're going to be able to spend more time with our our kids, like as a family. And for all the stay-at-home parents, you know, listening to this, I, I think that's it. Like dial in on that. It's that you don't have to give up your kids to go back to work. You don't have to give up your life to go back to work. You can have both. And I think the modern sort of corporate idea of working has told us that's not possible, that you either have a career or you do things outside of work and spend time with your family. But I think we we live in a world now, like in the modern job market and this sort of flexible remote world where you can have both if, if you are extremely intentional about what you're doing and how you are designing a life around the things that you value. And I mean, that's massive. So I think all of that to say, congratulations to all three of you for really doing something incredible in your life. That's, it's amazing. Yeah. I just got to say how, because I felt super empowered when I landed my first Salesforce role and it was so much money. It was basically double than what I was making before, but to go from like no paycheck to this massive paycheck, how empowering does that feel? Like I was like, oh, I can spend money on trips and like surprise my boyfriend with nice things now because I can actually afford it. Do you guys have any sort of the same feelings when you landed your first role? Yeah, I think for me, it's made a huge difference. Because like I said, I was a stay at home mom, my husband was working, and he was a manager. And it was like soul sucking, like he did not enjoy it whatsoever. So he would leave 6am, come back 6pm and see our kids for like an hour before they had to go to bed. And so yes, the money has been a huge transition and it's helped us change our lives in the way that now he can be home more. And in addition to that, not only did I have that starting salary that you guys always say the 60 to 80, but now I recently got a new job. So within one year, literally one year ago today, I was a stay-at-home mom making $0. But now next Monday, I'm starting a job making six figures, which is crazy. Like I didn't know this was possible. And not only that, but like I love the work that I'm doing. I feel like I'm making a huge impact and it's insanely flexible. Like I'm still here for my kids. I still do all the same things. But now there's this huge life shift that's happening. So it's super exciting. Congratulations. (laughs) I want to 
share this one YouTube video with you that Justin Ducks has shared before. It's uh, just look it up. It's when your wife makes six figures. It's hilarious. It's uh, basically turned, I guess, house husband who does everything. But just dropping that in there in case you want to share that with your husband. I'll definitely send it to him. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Does anyone else want to jump in? Yeah, there was a big impact in our family financially as well. Whenever we lived in Japan, like we had like a minimalistic life. We didn't have a car. We lived in like one bedroom apartment and the expense was pretty low in Japan. And we moved to the U.S. and the cost of living was like way higher than when we were in Japan. So we were trying to save as much as possible, you know, like we, it's not like we're broke, but we didn't have the luxury. So when I got a job and until I get a job, my husband was like working like really hard, you know, he freelances. So he has to get a lot of jobs and then there is not much break that he can take. And once I got a job and during the summer break of my kid, so he basically took whole like two, three months off from his job. So he had a lot of time to spend with the kid. So that was nice. Oh, that's awesome. I'll maybe ask you offline, but I want to find out where you're living in Japan that's so cheap so I can maybe live there and work remotely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's Sendai. Sendai. Oh, okay. All right. So as mentioned, that's like really amazing. I'm still kind of like baffled, like not sure where to dig in because there's so much we could dig into. But I think for the the thought process of the audience probably and not my selfish desires to just you know learn more about exactly how impactful this was in your personal lives i think if i'm the listener right now and i'm a stay at home parent i'm probably thinking about that career gap because we hear about it a lot right and and that's a, a major fear of people you know i i think whether they were a stay at home parent or whatever may have happened maybe they were taking care of aging parents or anything in between that I've got this career gap and I'm not going to be able to explain it. And it's going to be this glaringly horrible thing on my resume. And I'm not going to be able to land a job because of that, much less a job making $70,000 in the tech world working from home. Like that's just not a reality. So I would love for you all to explain sort of how did you handle explaining the gap? Did you feel that you needed to? Was that something that was weighing on you? And how did employers react? Was it a struggle to find your current employer that was willing to, I guess, be open-minded to the fact that you are absolutely valuable or did it come naturally and just sort of flow right into it? So yeah, whoever wants to pick that up first. I can start. I pivoted from, you know, obviously being home nine years, but I did human resources for several years before. And so I definitely felt like I had some transferable skills that would be beneficial. And so I tried to capitalize on those, you know, through the interview process. And, you know, I understood how businesses worked. You know, I I had some things that were working for me in that regard. But one of the best things through that process that happened was, actually, it's the company I ended up working for. I interviewed with the manager and she was super sweet. And she said, you know, I just, whether you come to work here or you go somewhere else, I just want you to know that the world you're stepping back into is so much different than the world that you left nine years ago when you stepped out of the workforce. She's like, if you want to take time off to take your kids to school or whatnot, she said, you know, you just put it on your calendar, you block your time off and you go and you do what you need to do. And I remember thinking, especially as an HR, like when I had kids 
and I needed flexibility. I was like, I can't be the HR person who's never here and who's gone all the time and who's in charge of disciplining people who, you know, are absent. But yeah, I need that. And she's like, you know, it's not like that anymore, especially in the tech world. And, you know, you're fully working from home. She said, you kind of own your time. And I guess even through the interview process, I was interviewing with them alongside some other people. And that just gave me reassurance, but also confidence that like, I do have skills that are transferable. I haven't done nothing for the last nine years. Raising kids is obviously a job in and of itself. And I had done some volunteer things on the side that I thought were applicable. So I think just her encouragement gave me the confidence to say like, you know, I do have something to offer. And I know the Talent Stacker program, especially for people who are driven and who are willing to run after it, prepared me well to be an asset to a company because I, I, you know, I knew it wasn't just get my foot in the door and then, you know, sit on my hands. It's like, no, you run after it. You make your future and the company see the people who are go-getters who want to change lives, who want to do something different with their life than what they've done before. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Audrey. I did not have like a career prior to being a stay-at-home mom. And I also didn't have a four-year degree. So this was something I was really worried about going into this. Like, okay, how am I going to explain, first of all, like a mostly blank resume and this gap? And I felt like all the cards were stacked against me. But to be honest, it never came up in the interviews because I had the Talent Stacker program and I was able to get my certification and then do the project afterwards. I had transferable skills because I had done Salesforce projects and people can do that on their own. They can build out projects in a dev org. Like there's options for you to build things out that you can speak about in interviews. And also just really leaning into the soft skills or any transferable skills you have, like people from every kind of background. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, in the corporate world or in the type of industry that you're transitioning into, you probably have some skills that you can talk about or some personality. If you're a go-getter or you're analytical or you like to help people, any of those qualities are perfect for an admin, a BA, any of the types of roles that you can transition into in the Salesforce space. What worked for me, I thought that, you know, having the volunteer project with a talent stacker was really helpful because like I can talk about what I have actually done in the projects that experience and on top of that I think showing my portfolio so I created an online portfolio on the experience cloud and then I put up the volunteer project demo and also I created a custom app on dev.org and having that I think if the interviewer or recruiters have seen it, the interview went much more smooth without me, you know, trying to communicate everything I've done, like they've already seen it. So I think it made it easier for them to understand my experience. That's amazing. I wanted to dig back in. I I know, Brandy, you mentioned that you didn't even have to talk about your gap at all. And then no one asked, was that true for you, Akimi? And Audrey? No one really honed in on that for me. I mean, I think it might have come up or maybe I even brought it up, but it wasn't like anybody really seemed to care a lot about the fact that there was a gap there. Yeah, I think some people have asked. 
And I, I just felt like at the beginning, or maybe having a gap is a burden. But after, you know, showing my Salesforce related experience, showing my portfolio and the custom app, then it seems like it changed a lot. They don't really care too much about my gap anymore. I mean, that's amazing to hear. And, you know, I think we have the highest hopes that, like Audrey mentioned, that you come back nine years later and the professional world has changed and it is adapting and it is progressing and being more thoughtful that people have real lives and things come up that are more important than your job at the moment. And you might want to come back to work. And that doesn't mean you've done anything wrong or that you're not just as valuable as the next person. And I would argue more valuable than the next person if you were taking care of children and making strong, actionable, hard decisions in your life. Like That probably makes you even more capable and professional than the person who is unwilling to make challenging decisions that serve the purpose that they they feel like they want to have. So yeah, just like time and time again, it is, I, I think you three are absolute amazing people. I want to call you like all-stars or something, but it's not enough because you've done, I mean, I hope you realize like you've done more than most people are going to accomplish in their lives by being able to have like have your cake and eat it too, like go back and be with your families and then come back to work and have an amazing career. And you are absolutely an inspiration. So I'm really excited for this episode. So we've heard a few things, you know, aside from all of all of that, we, we've heard about not just breaking in after gaps, but breaking in with no tech backgrounds, breaking in with no college degrees. And I think people say, you know, on previous episodes, like uh, I believe episode 10, we talked a lot about college and people who opt out of college, not drop out, but opt out. And they think, well, if I don't have a degree, I'm not going to be able to land a, a skilled high paying job. Or then they think, well, if I don't have a tech background, I'm not going to be able to. Or if I have a gap on my resume, I'm not going to be able to. And imagine combining all of those together and saying, what if I don't have a degree and I don't have a tech background and I have a gap on my resume? And to think that we have three people sitting here right now that have absolutely done that means that it's not only doable, but it's repeatable and there's absolutely opportunity. And I think that is just amazing. So there's a lot of things I want to talk about, but Anita, do you have any thoughts on sort of where we're headed here? Well, I mean, as you say that this quote popped in my head, whether you think you can or you can't, it's true. Yeah, it is true. And I I always tell people that ask me, can you have a Salesforce career? Can I do this? I always say like, well, it's not, can you? It's if you're ready to, there's no doubt that you can. It's if you're ready to. And also that we always say inside a talent stacker, like if you're in the program and you're following the steps, is it going to happen for everybody in less than six months? No, because life happens. It might be a year because you get sick or you have aging parents or you have a child or something happens that derails you from that goal and you come back to it. So to the point though of what, what we talk about is that it is inevitable though. If you continue following the steps and you put in the work, it is inevitable that you will land a job. It's just up to you to continue putting in the work. So for the listeners wondering, thinking they don't have any time, how do you guys actually make this happen? Like, how does your schedule work? Yeah, I mean, the juggle of being a parent is still very much real. Even just getting through the Talent Stacker program and getting certified, finding the time to study and to commit to the volunteer project and to the interview process, especially with having young children, still took a lot of time. 
I'm grateful my husband was really supportive through that process. You know, but even in the working world now, it's summer, my kids are home, and that juggle is still a reality for our family. But it's also a blessing, too, because I can be home and I don't have to put my kids in daycare if I don't choose to. And we still get to go and do and enjoy the things that we really love. We're actually just coming off a vacation. And I just spent a lot of time thinking about how, you know, even next summer, if my husband just wanted to work PRN, maybe we would rent out a cabin for a month and I could still work and really enjoy life and still be really present in my kids' lives. But we love to travel. So we have the opportunity to go and do things that, you know, my husband calls it pipe dreams, but that's kind of what he called this process too. Like he never thought this was a reality either. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, it has encouraged us to dream bigger and to paint our life the way that we want it to go and not necessarily just be stuck in like the rut of the nine to five. And this is what your life has to look like and really just have more ownership, you know, and what our future looks like. I know you can't see my shirt right now, but as you said, the dream bigger, I have the dream bigger town stacker shirt on right now. Yeah, I just I heard so many things like I, I know I keep doing this, but I, I can't believe it. It's like I'm reading a book right now and taking notes at all the amazing things I'm hearing and learning. And I'm hearing like a combination of empowered and flexibility combined like that is crazy. And I will say like I don't, you, you know, come from the same background. I was never a stay at home parent. I always had my career. and My wife has, you know, played that role since our daughter was born and She's an incredible partner and it's amazing to have an incredible partner like that. But I've always felt like a need, like almost like an anxiety to go after the freedom part of this. And you talked about how, you know, you've been able to have this freedom, Audrey, and you guys are obviously taking advantage of that and not just, you know, while everyone else is in an office sort of tied to their desks in a way, you're not just sitting at home tied to your desk. And you're actually enjoying that freedom. And I've always felt compelled to enjoy that freedom because I look around and I go, man, why stay put or not even stay put, but why act like I'm stuck if I can go do other things and and really go after that freedom? So, so I love that you're doing that. And it sounds like everyone is doing that, which is incredible. And then the flexibility to travel. I think sometimes I get down in these, especially these types of episodes where the title is something along the lines of a stay-at-home parent or a stay-at-home mom. And you forget that there's still so much more. It's so much more than just, I was a stay-at-home parent and now I'm not. It's a thousand other things that go on. And a big part of that is that ability to now spend time with your family in a more meaningful way. Like That's incredible. And you're being able to have experiences that otherwise may not have ever been possible. It may have been the, the one or two quick trips in the summer. And now you can take advantage of those three-day weekends or Thanksgiving break off and that kind of stuff. So I absolutely love it. Sorry, sorry to cut all the other panelists off, but I just love it. No, I totally agree with that. And that flexibility and ability to travel and just the remote aspect of it. You're right. It does offer you so many new adventures for your life. So just in the past year, we were able to go on multiple trips. I was kind of working on some of them. Some of them I took PTO, but like my family got to go spend two weeks in Costa Rica And my kids are young and they're able to go learn about new cultures and experience life in a different way that we would not have been able to otherwise. Like there's no way we would have done that prior to me working. And so, yes, the flexibility in where you're able to work, as well as just in your day to day, like being able to go 
pick up your kids from school or drop them off. Like my boss has no problems at all with me putting time on my calendar to go do that. So just that flexibility. And like I said, I still take my kids to the park on like a Friday afternoon. Just today I went to lunch with friends. Like you can still have flexibility in your day-to-day life and you work around it. Like you still get work done. I'm very productive. I still feel like I have a huge impact and I love my team and what I'm doing, but I also have a life. And Salesforce allows you to mingle those and work and have a great life at the same time. Yeah, actually, because like I just started working as a Salesforce engineer, maybe three and a half months ago, I'm still pretty new to the company. And then like I'm working hard. I feel like right now, like I don't have much time to spend with my family because like I just started. But then my dream is basically, you know, to go back to Japan during summer, like for two and three months when my kid is in summer holiday. So I couldn't do it this year because I just started working and I didn't have PTOs. But I think with a Salesforce career, that is possible. And that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to go see my family in Japan. And I think that makes a big difference, like having like a remote job. And even though there is a time difference, I think that you can make it possible. Yeah, I think that's so true, Kimmy. And That is something that I've told a lot of people. Like sometimes you're right. Not every role is going to have the flexibility. Not every role are you going to be able to go to the park at 12 o'clock on a Tuesday. But there are those roles out there. So whether you're someone searching for a new role, if you just set those filters in your mind, like this is the type of job that I want, you'll be able to find it. Will it take a little bit longer? It's possible, but they are out there. And I know multiple people who have jobs that are extremely flexible. So even in your case, Akemi, like you said, maybe for the time being, maybe that's the type of job you have, but in a year or two or less, you could find something that offers extreme flexibility or the ability to work anywhere in the world or anything like that. So the roles are definitely out there. You just have to search for them. That's very encouraging. Thank you. I think there's a lot of truth to that. Kind of when we went through the interviewing process, once I kind of got my feet up under me, I felt like I had a little bit more control and I could kind of tailor my interview questions to find a place that had flexibility and be willing to hold out a little bit longer. And I guess for me, I was blessed because my husband, you know, was still working. So I didn't feel like I had to have a job, you know, tomorrow, but I had the opportunity and had some cards in my hand to play to say, you know, this is really what I'm looking for. And I know what I can bring to the table and I know what I've learned through the Talent Stacker program and what I can offer. And I do have something strong to offer. So it's, I'm, I'm willing to wait for it. And I like Kimmy too. I knew if I didn't find it in that first job, I had the opportunity to pivot, you know, in the six months to a year mark to really find exactly what I was looking for and what would fit really well with our family. Hold on. Did you have multiple job offers or were you just very straightforward and picky on the jobs you were applying for? I didn't end up with multiple offers. I had several interviews in the works and then I was blown away by the first offer that I got. It was way more than I thought and the flexibility was great. And I remember telling my husband what the salary was and he was totally blown away too. I was like, Because, you know, like I said, our kids are home this summer and I was really thinking I would wait until August when they went back to school. It would just work better time wise. But I was like, we can't turn this offer down. It's too good. You know, we just need to take advantage of it and make it work for the summer. But I did feel like 
I could be more picky on what I was looking for because once we kind of started the interview process with several companies, I felt like there was some interest there. And because I'd come through the Talent Stacker program and had some experience that I kind of could be a little bit more in the driver's seat than a lot of people who had applied for positions because they passed their admin exam, but didn't have really anything else behind them. And how much easier was this second round of finding your your second Salesforce job? Oh my gosh, so much easier for the second role. I feel like once you have at least some experience under your belt, the interviews are so much smoother. You have a ton of experience to speak to. And so that at that point, you're interviewing them. Like They want you. They want people with experience. So you really are in the driver's seat once you have that at least first job under your belt. That's awesome. Like This is what I feel like we have been preaching about for the last two years and longer, like way before Talent Stacker was a thing. We were like preaching these concepts of like, just get your first job. Your first job doesn't need to be your dream job because you will get to your dream job, right? Like the path to the dream job is getting the first job. And the theme of like, and you just ran with it. Like I didn't have to ask. I didn't have to talk about it because you all are incredible is that you said you're interviewing them. You're asking the interview questions. And I think people don't understand that's a reality. Like they hear us talk about it. Like if you go back to episodes one through eight of the show, we're sort of telling you how to land a Salesforce job in episodes one through eight. And we're telling you how this works and what the realities are, but it's all hypothetical to you until you experience it. And you want it to be true, but you're always questioning until you experience it. And I love that we're finally in a position, you know, two years into Talent Stacker and being able to bring a panel like this on and have you tell people this is a reality. The reality is when you land that first job and you break in, when you go to the next role, now you're asking the interview questions. You're asking them about their company culture and their flexibility and how they're going to be in partnership with you. You do not work for them and they not work for you. It's a partnership. You're working for them because they're also serving you back as the employee. And I think people are coming from job roles, you know, um, maybe not speaking to the stay-at-home parents right now, but from job roles where that's not real. To think that your employer does not feel that they're in an authoritative, complete control relationship with you is just absolutely not real. So I just love that you've taken on more power and just, you can hear it. Like you guys don't even have to say the words. You can hear how empowered you feel to just say, I'm in an interview process with this company, but it doesn't feel right. I asked the questions I wanted to ask. They didn't answer them well. And I'm going to start looking for another company. It's just incredible. Like it's absolutely incredible. And to hit six-figure income, like I think the numbers we typically share, like one year of Salesforce experience, you're looking at maybe eighty-five to ninety thousand dollars salaries. And I think we're going to have to rewrite the text on that, right? Like we're going to have to rewrite that because we've seen so many members one year of experience, six-figure income. And I mean, trust me, every time we see new stats and we see new success stories, I had the highest hopes for Talent Stacker two years ago, but I never dreamed that we would have a panel like this that was this compelling and this real for for an audience. So thank you, everyone, I guess is what I'm saying for sharing so much. Yes, truly. Thank you. Thank y'all. Seriously. Like you guys heard my episode. This episode is going to inspire so many out there. You guys are amazing. So one final question for y'all. What does your family think about your new career? 
I've had a lot of really great conversations with my family. When I first started working, I was worried about the transition from, okay, I'm home with my kids all day and now I'm going to be working. So I wanted someone to help watch the kids while I got you know, my feet under me and got comfortable. And so my mom was helping me watch my kids. And during that time, I was like, hey, maybe you should check this out. I feel like your skills are perfectly in line. You're analytical. You like helping people. You're great at figuring things out. And I feel like this might be something right for you. And she hadn't been working for a couple of years because she moved different states to come be next to her grandkids. And so she was open to something new. So she actually did the five-day challenge. She joined Town Stacker. And now she's in a bunch of interview processes with different companies. So hopefully she's going to be an admin soon as well. And we're trying to convince my brother, my dad. I've honestly been telling my entire family about this. And my best friend, I told her, her husband joined Talent Stacker and he's actually working now. So yes, I'm converting everybody that I know, trying to change everybody to Salesforce professionals. Yes. And for those of you out there who are interested in getting started, especially Brandy's brother, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash start. Oh my God, you guys. Um, Any final thoughts before we... I don't want this episode to end, but does anyone have anything else they want to share? I want to say that um, I shouldn't say too loud, but I don't have any tech background. I'm not really good at technology, but I am now a Salesforce engineer. You know, (laughs) you've joined the talent soccer and I think you can actually get a Salesforce job. That's so true, Akimi. I love it. You have totally run with it. It's just amazing. My only thing would just be like, don't hesitate. Don't wait. You're worth betting on. That's kind of what I told my husband. I was like, we spent all this money on your doctoral degree. It's worth the $2,000 or whatever it was at that time for me. And I'm worth betting on. And it has turned out to be phenomenal for our family. And it's actually allowed him a ton of more flexibility. So it's benefited him too. So I would just say I've had lots of moms reach out to me. Um, like, is it worth it? Should I consider doing it? Can I actually do this? You 100% can. I know if I can, you can. And there's tons of people in your corner cheering you on. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for coming on this show. This probably, don't tell the others, but this might be one of our best episodes yet. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell the others. It's uh, sorry, guys. I mean, you're going to hear that episode. You know, like this is crazy. <laughs> like, yeah, thank you so much for being on and just being so transparent and sharing your stories. It's incredible. And like Anita mentioned, you can't even imagine the number of lives that are going to change because you took the opportunity to share the story. Like, you can't. Thousands of people are going to hear this and they're going to change their lives and the future of their families. It's unbelievable. So, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So for all of the listeners out there, if you are getting value from the show and you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you enjoy the show, then of course, be sure to leave us a five-star review. That's a five-star review, please, um, on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you don't mind, just write us a written review too. Let us know your feedback, your thoughts, what you want to hear about and your questions. And as you may or may not know, if you're listening, you know, actively to each episode, which we hope you are, we're doing regular question and answer episodes. So if you have a question that you would like to ask, and you'd like for that to be played live on the show, head over to talentstacker.com forward slash voicemail, and you can leave us a voicemail and actually be on the show. 
So thank you so much. And we look forward to hanging out with you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. To get started for free on your own Salesforce career, go to talentstacker.com forward slash start or check the show notes. There you'll find all the resources you need to start earning 60 to 80,000 in as little as eight months, no matter your education or career background. The Salesforce for Everyone podcast was produced by Edmund T and engineered by Andrew Mendonza. If you like what we do at this scrappy can-do podcast, please help others find us by leaving a five-star rating and a great review on whichever platform you're listening to us right now. See you next time.